Hello, bookworms, and welcome to Oh, for the Love of Books. This show gives you information from the books I've read or ones you suggest for me to read. I'm your host, Jessica Vickery, and thank you for joining me. I apologize for the delay as I ran into a catastrophic equipment failure. But I'm back up and running and an external hard drive now in place. Here's one of my favorite series by J.R. Ward. It is The Black Dagger Brotherhood. The Black Dagger Brotherhood is an ongoing series of paranormal romance books by author J.R. Ward. The series focuses on a society which is the Black Dagger Brotherhood of vampire warriors who live together and defend their race against disold humans called lessers. To date in the series, there are 19 novels, five novellas, and one reader's guide. There's also four spin-off series that take place in the same universe. Black Dagger Legacy, Black Dagger Brotherhood Prison Camp, Fallen Angels, and The Lair of the Wolven. Dark Lover is the first book in the Black Dagger Brotherhood series. In the shadows of the night in Caldwell, New York, there's a deadly turf war going on between vampires and their slayers. There exists a secret band of brothers that, like no other, six vampire warriors, defenders of their race. Yet none of them relish killing more than Wrath, the leader of the Black Dagger Brotherhood. Beth, who was born to a human mother, doesn't know that her dad was a vampire, as well as a member of the Black Dagger Brotherhood, and that she is about to go through the change from human to vampire. Wrath is the leader and the king of all vampires, really, except he prefers to just kill and be a warrior and not lead. He gets stuck with the job of helping Beth transition from human to vampire out of loyalty to her father. In attempt to make sure she survives the transition with the help of his super strong vamp blood and not die, which is a high risk. In this world, vampires don't feed off of human blood, but must feed off the blood of other vampires of the opposite sex. The only pure-blood vampire left on Earth, Wrath has a score to settle with the slayers who murdered his parents centuries ago. But when one of his most trusted fighters is killed, leaving his half-bred daughter unaware of his existence or her fate, Wrath must usher her into the world of the undead, a world of sensuality beyond her wildest dreams. I noticed the connection between Beth and Wrath was very fast, but written in a fun and an imaginative way. It definitely kept me interested in wanting to continue reading. I also liked the fact that you had other characters' point of views within the book and not just Beth and Wrath's. It introduced you to a lot of players who's just as interesting as the main characters. I found this book to be witty and funny, but there are some words that seem to be invented. However, there is a glossary on Ward's website and in the book. The second book is Lover Eternal. In Caldwell, New York, the vampires and the slayers are engaged in their eternal struggle for dominance. For the vampires, 
It is a battle for the survival of their species, for their slayers, the lessers. It is the whole purpose of existence. Rage is a member of the Black Dagger Brotherhood. He is highly aggressive, one of their best fighters, but suffers under a terrible curse that the scribe virgin has laid upon him. The curse means that rage is possessed by a monstrous beast whenever his anger is out of control. Mary is a human who stumbles into the vampire world by chance at a time when her own world has been turned upside down by the end of the remission of her cancer. Once Rage sees Mary, he wants to meet her again. But the Lessers, his fellow brothers, and Mary's illness are just some of the obstacles in his path. Luckily, he's not a man who gives up easily. In 1998, Rage joins the Brotherhood. But he was young and arrogant and made many poor decisions. He killed an owl, sacred to the scribe virgin, and begins to realize there are consequences to his actions. She curses him for the death of the bird with the beast. John Matthew, a mute orphan, calls the suicide prevention hotline and listens to Mary Luce talk to him. While soaking her feet in a backyard pool, she sees John and invites him to join her. He's so small, obviously poor and hungry, that she doesn't feel threatened. He'd followed her home and confessed that he lived across from the hotline office and worried about her getting home safely since it was a bad neighborhood. So he started following her home to make sure she was safe. Mary's neighbor and friend Bella came over to visit and pegged John as a vampire. While talking with Mary acting as an interpreter, Bella asked about the bracelet John wears. He tells her that he made it after seeing the characters over and over in his dreams. Since it was the language used by vampires, Bella recognized it as a warrior's name, Terror. Bella calls the Brotherhood and at their direction. She brings John and Mary into the Brotherhood compound, telling them that it's a martial arts dojo because John has an interest in it. During John's meeting with the Brotherhood in the training center, Rage stumbled towards the gym to try and work off what was essentially a hangover after recently changing into the Beast. Virtually blind, he ran into Mary, and, intrigued by her scent, came on too strongly for her comfort. The Brotherhood erased her memories, but Rage is determined to see her again. He asks Bella to set them up on a blind date and tells her to give Mary the name of Hal E. Wood. Since neither of them was familiar with human dating customs, Bella suggested TGI Fridays. Other women in their restaurant, including the waitress, tried to catch his attention, but he only had eyes for Mary, who assumed he was merely humoring her. He was stunned by the fact that she wouldn't think someone like him would find her attractive. He comes to look for her in her home one day and start to spend more time together. They fall for each other, one not being able to be without the other. Rage finds out that Mary has terminal leukemia, and so Mary starts to push him away, scared to hurt him. After having sex with random women, Rage realizes nothing can make him not want to be with Mary, and they get back together. 
Rage brought Mary into the mansion to protect her from the Lessening Society, who ended up with her purse and therefore her name and address. The Brotherhood discovers he went against orders, and not only did he not wipe her memory, but he also brought a human to the mansion. Scared by the brothers in their anger, she tried to leave, but the front door was locked by Zadis, who frightened her further. Beth carrying Boo interrupted and scolded them for scaring Mary. Rath went to the scribe virgin over Rage's transgression, and she agrees to a rite ceremony as penance, which is essentially a ritual torture at the hands of the brothers. For the ceremony, Torrent selects a three-tailed whip tipped with what looked like barbed pine cones. The only limit is that the brothers could not kill him and they whip him bloody, then bandage him up. Zadis tried to refuse to participate, but the scribe virgin pulled him aside for a private word, and he took part. They tried to sneak Rage into the pit to recuperate, but Mary found them and yelled at them for hurting him. Rage has been scared to sleep with Mary because of the beast within him starts to lose control, and he is scared that it will harm her. At one point, he has sex with a random woman to calm his beast, which sets back his relationship with Mary. Rage goes to Vicious for advice on how to tie him up to prevent the beast from taking control. Without missing a beat, V suggests chains, like the kind you'd use to tow a car. Butch and V chain him thoroughly to his bed and then wait out in the corridor as an extra precaution. Mary, though, is not scared and shows the beast kindness and finds that the beast listens to her, that her calm voice soothed it and allowed Rage to return from beast form once all threats were eliminated. Mary gets worse and Rage is desperate and goes to the scribe virgin and makes a deal with her to help Mary. Unlike this book, it made me sad and happy for the characters with all the hardships they had to go through. I did find it slow at times, and the sex scenes didn't go on and on or take away from the story. The third book is Lover Awaken. In the shadows of the night in Caldwell, New York, there's a deadly war raging between vampires and slayers. And there exists a secret band of brothers like no other. Six vampire warriors defend their race. A form of blood slave, the vampire Zadis, still bears the scars from a past filled with suffering and humiliation. Renowned for his unquenchable fury and sinister deeds, he is a savage feared by humans and vampires alike. Anger is his only companion, and terror is his only passion. Until he rescues a beautiful aristocrat from the evil lessening society. Bella is instantly entranced by the seething power Sadis possesses. But even as their desire for one another begins to overtake them, Zadis' thirst for vengeance against Bella's tormentors drives him to the brink of madness. Now Bella must help her lover overcome the wounds of his tortured past and find a future with her. So the readers of this book need to be aware that it contains kidnapping rape, and slavery. Taken as an infant from his family, Zadis was forced into a blood and sexual slavery to a vampire noble known as only the Mistress, 
She used an aphrodisiac ointment to get him erect and against his will, sharing him with close friends, and has him marked with traditional blood slave markings, black tattooed bands around his throat and wrists, typical feeding sites. Fury spent his adult life searching for his twin, finally integrating himself with the mistress. When he finds his twin, Z doesn't recognize him. During the escape, the guards slice an S-shaped wound in Z's face, and Fury's forced to shoot off part of his leg to free himself. They dive into the ocean and the salt water, setting Z's wound into a scar. Despite Z's hostility towards women, he cleans up the mess from Bella's abduction at her farmhouse and finds a diamond necklace in the debris. He washes off the blood and wears it much like a choker. He continues to visit her home even though everyone assumes she's dead. Bella was kidnapped by Mr. O in Lover Eternal. And by the start of Lover Awaken, has been held captive for several weeks in a pit at the Lessening Society's compound. Mr. O used to beat his former wife, Jenny, until she was unconscious, then would clean her up and rape her as a twisted form of apology. He sees his dead wife in Bella and treats her much the same way, enjoying it more because a vampire can take more abuse than a human. At one point, he carves his first name, David, into her abdomen. Mr. O brought in a civilian male for her to feed from, but they were interrupted by another lesser. To prevent word from getting out that he's become attached to a vampire, he kills the other lesser. While Mr. O's distracted, Bella frees the unnamed male and asks him to tell her family that she's still alive, for which she is beaten severely. Z hears the civilian story and goes to rescue Bella. So this book gets a little disturbing and is pretty intense at times. In my next episode, we're going to continue with the next few books from this series. Thank you for spending time with me today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Feel free to leave a review and subscribe to my show. Thank you again. And remember, dream big and keep reading.